The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes, and welcome to Recovering from Reality, where I illuminate the messy and magical path of coming home to yourself. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, we're serving up the ultimate truth. Your challenges don't define you. How you deal with them does. So, are you ready to recover from reality? I feel like I raised myself. Like, I moved out at, like, 15 years old. Like, the second that literally one of my YouTube videos was successful and I was making money, I was like, bye, I'm leaving you people. Like, you suck. I just, like, they were the worst. Like, and then I I think that the... The next coming years was really me being like, wow, like I raised myself, like I never like was raised the way that other people were raised and kind of trying to like play catch up. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like while my manager's like trying to raise me, which like he definitely didn't sign up for, but like, sorry. Um, But yeah, like that was, it made everything very challenging for me because I was definitely making a lot more mistakes and like being a lot more chaotic than most people because like I raised myself and in Las Vegas, you know, which is. Yeah. And you've learned (sighs) that early on too, because I I was watching a video of you talking about this when you were 19. And when I was 19, I didn't even realize yet. Like I thought I was the fucked up one. Took me many more years to realize that no, my parents were really fucked up. That was a quick clip from this week's episode with Tana Mojau. If I'm saying that wrong, Tana, I'm sorry. And please forgive me. Before we dive into this week's episode, I just need to get some things off of my chest. Um, because this is important to talk about. Tana reached out to me and said she wanted to come on the podcast. And of course, I said yes. I think mainly because I feel like she is a... She's me. She's me. And uh, I really relate to her in so many ways. And we've gone through a lot of the same things in our lives. So we've lived very parallel lives. Um, What I wasn't expecting was the commentary that came with the announcement of her coming on this podcast, which I find really disheartening and frustrating. And I'm going to explain why. It first started with people telling me that She's going to be late. She's not going to show up. She's such a flake. She's so fake. And I I don't know if maybe the community online or if you guys don't really get what this podcast is about, but this podcast is about holding space for all people. And it's about, you know, opening our arms to people without judgment and with love And allowing people to come on and talk about like their deepest, darkest moments. And so I don't care if Tana's late. (laughs) And maybe this is like my, um, you know, from my work and addiction and just knowing that I've got to meet people where they're at. Maybe I just have more like patience and grace than some, but that shit doesn't bother me. And her coming on here and bravely sharing her story about divorce and her parents and raising herself and making many, many mistakes um, along the way is is what real fucking bravery looks like. Not the people who are sitting behind their keyboards and leaving one star reviews on my podcast before this episode even came out because they were so appalled that I would even have Tana on this podcast. Guess what, guys? Here's some news for you. 
we're worthy. We're worthy whether we're sober, mentally stable, making great choices, blah, 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 or not. Like, and her choices are her own and I respect them. I don't care if Tana is the type of fucking photos she posts. I don't care, um, you know, all of the things. I don't care. I love her and appreciate her and accept her just the way that she is because the message that I want to be sending to people is that there's no judgment here. You're wanted. You're not rejected. You're not unworthy. You're not forgotten. You're cared for just the way you are. You're accepted just the way that you are. I've been through a lot of the same challenges that she has. I know what it's like to be broken. And who's to say that she's even broken? What am I talking about? She's growing up. She's learning. She's expanding. She's exploring. And she's not perfect. And I know the pressure of having so much uh, weight on you, all of these people's expectations. I mean, the one-star review person that was like, I can't believe you'd have Tana on. Get me off the pedestal. And her too. We're not perfect and we're not going to do things your way. We're doing things our way. And if you don't like it, then you can move on and that's fine. But don't spread freaking negativity. I feel challenged. I feel saddened by the amount of people that we outcast and ostracize because we don't deem them as worthy. Newsflash, old Alexis in the midst of my heroin addiction, you know, fighting my case on national television, all of the public scrutiny, all of the fuck ups, all of the things, she was just as worthy of love and caring and empathy as the Alexis is today. And the same is true for Tana. The other thing I'll say is I don't know why I'm being put in a box, like that this podcast can only be like one way. I'm here to like open minds and for people to see things through a different lens or to make them question like, oh, yeah, that is what I thought. And now I think differently. The bottom line is this. There are millions of broken souls in this world And we are continuing to contribute to the problem by seeing them as unworthy, as if I'm somehow better than Tana because I've, in quotes, gotten my shit together. We're never, ever, ever going to reach people that way. Ever. Ever. So I just wanted to tell you guys that despite your in quotes flaws, you're perfect. They're not really flaws. What they really are is spots for us to grow in our lives. Being in the mud, the messy spots, the challenging spots, that's where the growth happens. So if you're pretending that your life is perfect and that you're better than me or Tana, newsflash, you're not. We're all human. This podcast is about troubled hearts and we hold space for people at all stages of their lives. And I refuse to turn my back on anyone. I think Tana is a fucking badass. I relate to her. I think she's great. And I appreciate her authenticity. And I tell her that to her face in this podcast. So with that, here is this episode. I'm spreading love to all of you guys, whether you agree with this or not. 
This is important. With that, and so it fucking is, have a great week. Okay, so I guess my question is, really, what's it like to be Tana? Okay, she came in with the heater. She started with a really good question. Um, Chaotic, stressful, I guess. I feel like I'm always closer like that. I won't. She's like... So much work. Yeah. I thought you were you know like, why? oh, that was so annoying. Because <laughs> we have ASMR voices, so you better fucking, yeah. like, use the mic a, to make it sound real I have good. a literal man voice. I'm like, hi. <laughs> I love it, though. Mm. Um, no, but I mean, like, Chaotic, all stressful. of this, because what, lo- what it looks like, and I'll say, I, I don't know much about the YouTube world. Yeah. I've watched a couple of your videos, though, since you, when you DM'd me, I was like, okay, well, like, what's the gist here? Like, okay, if you do come on the podcast, like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. And you are very authentic, like, from what I can see on your content and the things that you've opened up about. But yeah. I still think people can see this one perceived, like, reality, I you know? I always think about And that. it's like, this is not fucking real life. It's just, yeah, 100%. I think that it's like, there's always that like side of you and parts of you that you like don't share online. I think for me this year is really about like stripping that away. Like I'm like, if I'm going to stay in this industry, like they're going to fucking see it all. Cause I just think it's so, I hate the like highlight real shit. Like Mm -hmm. I, I never want someone to like look at my life and be like, that's so perfect. I want that. Like whatever. I want to show them the struggles, the ups, the downs, like yeah, But this year, I really want to be, like, as raw with that as possible just because, like, I don't know. I think I realized in 2019, like, I can't do this any other way. Because, like you're saying, like, was the reality the reality, you know? Like, was it actually, like, my day-to-day reality? And I, I feel like I learned throughout 2019 that, like, that's the only way I could, like, continue to make content online is if it's, like, the Authentic. good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also find it really interesting that you've, like, grown up on YouTube, yeah, basically. Yeah, which is a trip to think about. Yeah. There's been lots of scandals along the way. Oh, yeah. What I <laughs> think, though, is great is that you've just owned it and you've learned from it. And I think that people are quick to judge, but it's like yeah. you can't— If Imagine where I was at at 19, you know, yeah. twice convicted felon, heroin addict. If you're yeah. still going to use that— against me now at 10 years later at 28? No, because I'm a different person. We're all evolving and growing at our own rate. That's like literally why I came on this podcast because like I'm such an advocate or like came to do this, you know, is I'm such an advocate for like growth and personal growth. And like I I was discussing this whole car right here, like accountability for something you've done for the rest of your life, like what and the way that people process that. And I just feel like the world today, especially when it comes to people in the public eye, and obviously you can attest to this. Like, well, you make one mistake and people will try to hold you accountable for it forever. Yeah, I guess, like, I just want people to understand, like, I'm a human and I make mistakes. And I think that's a big thing that I'm, like, advocating for with my brand. It's like, if you watch me and you support me and you expect, like, perfection, like, you're going to be let down every single time. Yeah. Like, I don't want that from people. Like, I want people to, like, understand, like, I've grown up online. I've made every mistake ever in front of a camera. And, like, that's all I know. So all I'm doing is like living my truth, living my life. You've grown up on camera and on YouTube. Um, but with a really, from what I understand, pretty traumatic and and challenging childhood. Oh, for sure, dude, for sure. Like I, I feel like I raised myself. Like I moved out at like 15 years old. Like the second that literally one of my YouTube videos was successful and I was making money, I was like, bye, I'm leaving you people. Like you suck. I just like, they were the worst. Like, and then I, I think that the, 
the next coming years was really me being like, wow, like I raised myself. Like I never like was raised the way that other people were raised and kind of trying to like play catch up. Like, you know what I mean? Like while my manager's like trying to raise me, which like he definitely didn't sign up for, but like, sorry. Um, But yeah, like that was, it made everything very challenging for me because I was definitely making a lot more mistakes and like being a lot more chaotic than most people because like I raised myself and in Las Vegas, you know, which is. Yeah. And you've learned (sighs) that early on too, because I, I was watching a video of you talking about this when you were 19. And when I was 19, I didn't even realize yet. Like I thought I was the fucked up one. Took me many more years to realize that no, my parents were really fucked up. That's crazy. That is hard. That is so, and then it's like the balance of trying to be like, you know, our parents are just people where they trying their best, like while we're trying to forgive I, them. I don't and, like the trying your best thing because yeah. here I am, you know, I understand that they did what they did given the circumstances and yeah. I have empathy for that. I do. I have yeah. empathy for my parents. It's hard for me though to have empathy for my it, parents. It's, it's hard. It's yeah. rough. And um, especially when you don't really get the uh, authentic apology that you need. And Girl, authentic, yeah, preach. Right? Why do we have so much in common? And an like, apology <laughs> is... Um, um, also, like a living amends, you know, like showing up in a really real and authentic way in your life. I agree. I say that to my parents a lot. I really, the last conversation I really had with my parents was like, if you were to just provide me with like a genuine apology mm. for like everything that you did, like I could see myself moving forward. But yeah, to like try to work with someone who's like, it's your fault. Like we did our best. Like, no, you yeah. know, and you don't, accountability. That's the like, thing I don't like about the whole like we did our best thing is because here I am, I'm a mom of two kids and I grew up in a far more chaotic household than my parents did. And um, so, you know, and so I could ride those curtails of I'm just doing my best and continue on with the cycle of bullshit. Yeah, because I realized like, you know, the buck stops here. Like I've got kids now. I've got to show up. I've got to deal with my shit. I got to get into therapy. I've got to like work this out. Have you worked with a therapist or a counselor at all for your stuff with your parents? Dude, not really. I'm actually at a point now where I'm like, I need to do this. I'm going to go insane. I think that's shooting this last season of my show was like super about like family, like Mm. mental health, like just, you know, like health, like and for me, that was so difficult because I was just like, holy fuck, like I've never brought so much of this to the surface. And then now trying to do it on like MTV for the first time is like. Uh, emotionally yeah, taxing. <laughs> 100, very emotionally taxing. Like, and yeah. that's, it's very easy to get caught in that, like trying, wanting to escape from that. And like, you know what I mean? That's, so it's very, I don't know. That's why your lifestyle is so interesting to me. Cause like I completely resonate with a lot of things like that. Like you were literally shooting pretty wild and then going to stay in like, like you said, a best Western to like escape from the house that the show was shot in. I'm like, I did that. Like I got an apartment because my show, my house was filled with 50 MTV people every Mm -hmm. second, like escaping from it. And it's very easy to fall into that, that pattern of things being so emotionally taxing that you just want to escape from it all. So it's a, it's a very scary, like, teeter-totter you know what I mean like you're always like it's it's a hard balance I think that's why talking about that for me is like important right now I don't want people to see my show and think that it's just like super easy to film my life like you know no because it's not no a lot of work goes into it and I also think that when we have unresolved like challenges or trauma or pain it just amplifies that stress 100% yeah it is you're right I'm learning a lot (laughs) (laughs) Here we go, Dr. Alexis. No, it's awesome. No, but I I really get it. I really get it. And I think that, um, like I said, I just, I resonate so much when I'm watching your videos. I'm like, this was literally me. Like, I I, I feel it. I really, really do. 
So, um, that's awesome. You know, I asked you like, what is a day in a life of, of your life? Like look like, and, and when you, when the cameras aren't rolling. Yeah. Trying to figure out when that is now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they're always rolling. <clears throat> to be real with you, I think that's, sorry, I'm dying. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is no day in the life for me. Like every single day is so different. Mm. Every like literally today, I'm like coming on your podcast. I'm vlogging it. Like I'm doing a bunch of YouTube Nine stuff. Things. Like just you Do know. Do you ever tomorrow, slow down? No, I never ever. Mm. There was a point like a month ago when I realized I hadn't had a day alone in two years. That's like why I got the apartment. Like two whole years, not one day alone, mm. and like not one day to slow down, and just like an entire team of people. Obviously, you also, I'm sure dealt with this a lot, just feeling like no one understands you. Like, they're like, you're yeah. the bratty reality star when yeah. you're, like, carrying a lot, so much. I don't yeah. know. Like It feels uh, like the me. weight of the world. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, just knowing no one really understands that. And you can't really expect anyone to understand that because yeah. it's, like, they're not. And then you have all the people around you, and this was the hardest thing for me, is I never knew who to trust. 100%. I never knew how to trust. Uh, mm. Even my own sister, yeah. who was I used with and— I couldn't trust her. I had nobody. I had not a single person in my life that I really felt like was there for me, didn't care about the clout and all of that shit, and just really wanted to be there for me. Like, actually just wanted your best interest. It took me a long time, and I still feel like it's a very small circle. And it's still, even when it is, like, a small circle, I still am, like— yeah. It's it's just so hard to trust in this world because it's like people just have the worst intentions. People just see you as like what they can like suck So many out people of you. have their own trauma and their own like, you know, unmet needs too. And yeah. so they act out on those without even being like super conscious of it. And then before they know it, they've like blown the relationship and then the trust is gone and that's that. I think Damn. about that with the Kylie Jenner and uh, Jordan Woods thing. It was like the thing that happened with Jordan Woods it was so much, in my opinion, of her. She had just been through so much in her life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the drugs and the alcohol and the partying and one thing led to the next. And then that was that, you know, I know and it, it fucked it, a whole relationship. And it and it wasn't and even conscious. The course of her life. And it probably wasn't even a conscious decision. It was a subconscious decision that she just didn't even realize. And then she was caught up in it. And then it was that's game very, over. That's a very crazy thought. Like people in... The limelight being held accountable for, like, subconscious decisions. Yeah. Like, I'm seeing celebrities every single day make really fucking crazy subconscious decisions. Yeah. And, like, God forbid something, like, leaks. Like, you're that forever. Like, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is, like, it's it's a very crazy world to live in. Again, like, just living in fear of that even is, yeah. like, a lot. Quick break from today's episode to talk to you guys about skincare. Skincare is something that I'm really passionate about. I love having clean beauty products because I don't know if you guys know this, but your skin is actually an organ that absorbs what you put on it. You've probably heard of Kapari's organic, vegan, premium grade coconut oil products. And it's with that same attention to ingredients that makes their new CBD line the one to trust. Kapari's products use only full-spectrum CBD whole plant powder on the market, combined with their famous coconut oil for maximum absorption and ultimate 
nourishment. Kapari is as dedicated to sustainable and quality sourcing with their CBD plants as they are with their coconuts. If you've got any aches or kinks in your muscles, anything that needs relief, their CBD Body Calm Cream and Recovery Balm go on smoothly and feel amazing. My personal favorite thing in this line is the deodorant. I have been using aluminum-free deodorant since it was a cool. Kapari CBD deodorant can help soothe inflammation and has the freshest herbaceous lavender scent. Remember, it's CBD, not THC. Their coconut CBD products won't get you high, just soothe you and calm you with some of nature's biggest power players paired to perfection. So if you've been wanting to see what all the CBD hype is about, let this be the nudge you need. You can get 15% off all CBD products right now when you go to Kapari, that's K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash reality. That's Kapari beauty.com slash reality for 15% off your order. Kapari beauty.com slash reality. While getting a new haircut can definitely leave your hair feeling fresh and hydrated and healthy, I can't tell you guys the importance of using good products in your hair, and that's where Way comes in. Way's shampoo and conditioners are all problem solution based, and there are many options to choose from, but most people have multiple concerns that they want to address. All people want the same thing, healthier hair. Way wanted to simplify how you shop for your daily care. Each formula is created to be a one and done solution for your hair type to give you the healthiest, most manageable hair ever. So they created new shampoos and conditioners for fine, medium, and thick hair. I personally use the medium. My hair is thick, but my strands are fine. So I just have a lot of hair. I'm obsessed with the medium hair shampoo and conditioner. It cleanses my hair, but also nourishes it, leaving it soft, shiny, and frizz-free. They use two different types of oil. One smooths and adds shine, and one strengthens and adds hydration. They are all color-safe, sulfate-free, cruelty-free, and they use sustainable packaging that is so important to me. You can shop these new shampoos and conditioners for fine, medium, and thick hair at The Way. That's spelled O-U-A-I. And don't forget to use code REALITY at checkout to receive three free samples with your order. I want to introduce you to something that everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle, and every week I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh, and most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at Annabelle Sisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation. I want to know how many in, in your line of work and how many of these um, YouTubers, like I, I commend you for being super authentic and owning your shit, but how many of these people who are pretending to be so perfect are That's, really like super fucked up? And I guess thank you for that. It's very nice because it's taken me a lot to get here. I even feel like last year in my life, I lost that for a second. There was a point where it was like so much easier to 
just show the the highlight reel, just show the perfect side of life. You know what I mean? But you did look like a pretty fucking epic here. You got married. (laughs) (laughs) Divorce. No, but you didn't see that. You know what I mean? You saw like the the jets and the partying, the craziest, you know, craziest cars and like all of the stuff. I know, but knowing me, I just wish I looked back and was. I don't know, I guess documenting the nights crying or the, you know, the stress or the, but I'm, yes. I wrote a book about it all. I wrote about all of it in the moment. So I'm happy that I eventually get mm. to like put it all out. But um, what did you, oh, people, perfect lives. That's what we're talking about. It's crazy to me. I think it's 99%. I spend like my days and my nights with like not, like I'm friends with a lot of YouTubers, but I'm also friends with like just a lot of like young Hollywood, I guess. Like yeah. a lot of just like, you know, young Instagram people, young models, like rappers, like singers, like whatever. Just seeing everyone pretty much have these like, crazy turbulent like chaotic lives and then like what they get to put out into the world like you know what I mean even just this past week in Miami like seeing all these people in the strip clubs and getting so fucked up and whatever but like the public can't know like I'm here like you know what I mean just like I could never I could never live a life like that I I would just fed myself out like I would just (laughs) it would never happen I think it's so so much of it again is that when you don't slow down for a minute and when you're not doing enough self-care and when you're not taking care of your your internal (laughs) issues um then that's when you are escaping to those places and going like I need to um you know escape in here and get super fucked up and not feel my feelings anymore and just turn it all off for a night yeah 100% and I, I like find myself guilty of that too like if I'm shooting this show all week like you know what I mean? Just like exerting every last ounce of energy I have, carrying an entire business on my back, still trying to run a YouTube channel, filming my life when the MTV cameras are off. Like, you know what I mean? Like doing press for the show, just so much. Like by that Friday, I'm like, I want to go out and get fucked up and like not fucking think about this. But that's toxic. That's so like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's uh, well, so yes. I try to keep myself. From- I think you're young. Uh, so you have that on your side. I would just encourage you, I guess, eventually to start opening up to the pain. Our pain is actually yeah. um, our purpose. Like it, it's it's a teacher. And That's so awesome. when you're willing to open up to that pain and when you're willing to kind of make friends with it and sit in it and be <coughs> willing to be uncomfortable, like that's when the growth happens. But That's awesome because it's know, like I preach that a lot, but I think that I'm always like trying to heal someone else or help someone else. And it's very rare that I like – sit back and assess something like that. And coming from someone like you, like, you know, literally, like, has gone through such a crazy trajectory of life. Like, it, it's awesome to hear. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, sit, yeah. like, that's the most awesome thing someone's probably said to me in the last few weeks. Like, mm. your pain is your purpose. It's your teacher. It's so true. Yeah. I feel like gift. I forget that. It's a gift. Yeah. It's an absolute gift. I think that um, when regarding, like, helping other people, we can easily get, like, wrapped up in that. But that's also an escape. You know what I mean? Like focusing on other people and their shit is like yeah. often an escape for us. 100%. It's so much easier to like deal with your friends' problems and like hang out. That's literally yeah. why I didn't spend, <laughs> I'd spent two years not being not alone one time. yourself. I like, know. Like literally because it, it's so much easier to just like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we did that uh, Ask Me Anything oh, for yes. You. Oh, God. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, I saw that and I was like, oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> Um, so no, it was good. I would say the vast majority of people were like, expect her to be 45 minutes late. <laughs> oh my God. That is so, it's, I can't even lie. I literally, all my whole beginning of my vlog is me being like, 
I was like outside and I was like waiting a minute. And I was like, I can never be mad waiting on anyone else because I made so many people wait on me in my entire, like I'm trying to get so much better at it now. And it's, you know, it's hard, hard though. It's, it's hard. So hard. I, when your plate is so stacked, it's like, what, what do you do? Um, so many questions about your marriage. Oh my God. <laughs> so many questions. I don't know if yeah. you're open to like going there. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm definitely. I mean, I'm scared for sure. So <laughs> take it easy. No, <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back. So the first one that was like all over was, was it real? I, it's so crazy hearing that to me because I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. so, if it wasn't real, my life would be so much easier. My, my brain, my everything, like... I fucking, for my own mental health sake, I wish it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, mm. absolutely, 100%. I loved him with everything in me. Like, I I mean, I still do, you know, to be, like, very real. But, um, yeah, it happened very quick, and it was definitely a very impulsive decision. And, like, it was centered around so much content. We definitely played into, like, the jokes of, yeah, you know, people, that was... you know, being the clout and, like, whatever. But, like, when it comes down, like, person to person, like— I cared yeah. about him so much and, like, always will. Because that was a big thing was, like, was it all for clout, like, the wedding and yeah. all this stuff? I mean, or was one, it for... Like, if we were, you know, if we both lived in, like, Nebraska and started dating, <laughs> I we probably wouldn't have gotten married that fast. Don't get me wrong. Like, this world, yeah. like... Amplifies everything. 100%. And, like, when the whole, like... The second we started dating, my whole life changed in the reality of just people coming up to me every second being like, I love your relationship so much. You guys are so perfect. Like, oh, my God. Like, just, like, my whole world. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, when everyone around you everywhere is, like, so obsessed with your relationship, gassing it up. Like, you know, it it makes things very different. Like, you don't want the fights to happen. You don't want to think about them. Like, you want it to be perfect. You want to, like, maintain that perfect image of it. Like, it's just, it's intense for sure. But When it comes down to like my feelings for Jake, they're they're there. They always have been. They probably always will be. Like that's you know. I mean, did you guys ever live together? No, no, no. We just like spent every day together, I guess. But like we both have like both of our houses are very much like production places, which sucks. And that's why again I yeah. relate to like so that's much. Gonna to be, this is gonna be my homework for Tana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to see a therapist or call, uh, or dude, just hit me up. I'm, I'm like going to. <laughs> you can to. call me. I'm in the place where I'm very ready to just like be venting And create so a hard. space that's just for you. Yeah, 100%. You need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our brains are actually not to like bore all of the listeners, but not meant to like live and operate in this fucking chaotic world. It's so true. My brain never shuts off. I'm always yeah. like, that was another reason I was like escaping my house because it's like I'll be in my room and 30 people are coming down like, Telling me their the problems, time. asking me their questions. Like, yeah. I'm people I manage, so I'm, like, titling their vlogs or, like, whatever the fuck. Mm. Or, like, you know, and I just, like, it's it never stops. Yeah. But, I mean, so that both Jake and I couldn't, like, leave our houses. Like, you know what I mean? So it was kind of just, like, I'll sleep at your house. Like, let's, you know, like, we'll figure yeah. it out. Like, whatever. It was just a lot of us trying to, like, make, try, like, make it happen, you know? But yeah. But it's hard. When did you know it was done? When did I know we were done? When I felt like we weren't seeing eye to eye in the way that, like, we always had. You know what I mean? Like, we just, like, couldn't see eye to eye on so many things that we, like, used to just, like, wouldn't even be a question. You know what I mean? It was like we just, we couldn't come to a conclusion on fucking if the sky was, like, blue, you know? Yeah. And, like, just, like, fighting. Like, just, I was like, I never want to 
fight with you. I would rather literally stop. Like, we're way too soon into this to be, don't get me wrong, it makes complete sense why we're fighting. Like, just, like, the, the pressure of this world. Like, yeah. everything. Like, And if you don't have the space to, like, nourish the relationship, it's like. Neither it, of us had any yeah. space at all. Like, at all to nourish this relationship. So it was just like. Are we going to sit here and watch it slowly fucking die because we can't nourish it? Or are we going to, like, step aside, nourish ourselves, and then, like, either A, try again one day when we both can, like, nourish the relationship properly? Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or we go our separate ways and it never worked, you know? Which is the That's next a, question of yeah. how does it feel that he's in a relationship now? I don't know what he's doing right now. I I feel like he's claiming it's not a— relationship I, I don't know I I expected like I don't mean to be like I expected nothing less because that sounds so like bleh. like I don't and I don't mean that in like a dick way I'm saying like I know how Jake operates I knew he was gonna like do this fight and like after it was definitely gonna be like yeah. craziness and like normally I would be there for that craziness and like want to be by his side but, I like, have no idea so my one of my best friends is married to a Backstreet Boy I don't know how she fucking does it damn. I mean and he's great yeah Um, but, but like just a, a guy even that, I went to Vegas to see their show and after we're just hanging out and the thing and it's like just all of the security guards are like all, for all the girls like you need to fucking yeah. chill no exactly like girls you need throw to themselves chill. I've never seen it in yeah. my entire life the way like even mm-hmm. like when we were just together and go anywhere the way girls would literally just like yeah I'm like I'm right here and the girl's like hi it's crazy it would be so crazy so I kind of like I know I also know that's kind of how Jake like I don't want to say like numbs like anything but I mean you know what I mean just like that's an escape yeah exactly so it's I I didn't really expect anything different and like I at the end of the day I just want him to be happy I feel like that was our big thing like let's let's make ourselves happy and if that's what you are doing or want to do, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, like, villainize these, like, girls. Like, there's no point in that. Like, they're, you know, I've been that girl, like, you know, and, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Quick break from today's episode to talk to you guys about the importance of taking care of your mental health. When you're busy, like we all are, the first thing that falls to the bottom of the list tends to be taking care of yourself. How many of us have said, I don't have time or money for that? I know I certainly have. As a busy mom of two kids, it is really hard to make it into my therapist's office once a week, let alone once a month. But I do my best. I don't know if it's just the commute or the time commitment or what it is, but it is hard to get in there. And that's where Talkspace comes in. Talkspace Online Therapy is the most convenient and affordable way to make lasting change in your life with the support of a licensed therapist. Send your therapist text, audio, picture, or video messages from your phone or computer whenever you need to, even if it's on the way to work. You don't have to make appointments or deal with extra commutes. Everything happens within Talkspace's secure platform, all on your schedule. Talkspace matches you with a licensed therapist based on your needs and preferences. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties. So if you have something very specific you want to work on, they'll find that right someone for you. Once you're matched, you can begin your therapy the very same day. Many people think therapy is just about analyzing your dreams or digging into painful memories, and that can be powerful, but it's also a great tool for developing coping skills, dealing with stress, and getting the accountability that you need to achieve your goals. I'm six years sober, and I still see my therapist on a regular basis, 
for that very reason. I want the accountability and to make sure that I'm sticking on the right path. The bottom line is that life can be hard and Talkspace wants to give more of us the support that we need at a price that we can afford. As a listener of this podcast, you can get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use code Alexis25 to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Alexis25 at Talkspace.com. Okay, done with the relationship stuff. That was Woo! like... <laughs> um, someone asked, how is dating women dating different from dating men? I mean, it is so... I'm also by it. It's so different. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Whoa, that's cool. Like, either you're married or you have kids now. I thought like, I'm, I'm always so interested and in that. And it's so interesting because my husband's always like, if you need to like go and have sex with a girl, by all means, like I have no bad feeling. <laughs> We've been married for eight like years. That. No, that's he's just awesome. so confident. He's like, if your sexual needs are not being met. And I'm like... No, we got Aww. married, and I'm I haven't met a girl in the last eight years that I've been yeah. like this would be something that I wanted to Damn. do. Yeah, but, but that's awesome to have somebody who really like understands the way means, you are sexually because like different. that's so to find that, especially also like growing up in Hollywood, this like crazy yeah. fucking whatever, like just trying to like find anyone who like understands that. Yeah, I mean we're cool. a fucking miracle. We've been married for eight years. We're best friends. We're so in love. It's like insane. I like, love it's that. It's insane. I love that though. We've never spent more than three days apart. I'm going to New York this month by myself for like six days and I'm like what am I going to do without oh, you? But that's cute. That's kind of love you. Like that's everybody wants that. That's literally yeah. like no, I'm like, that was great. my goal getting married. So, um, no but like that's fucking that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't that different Girls are crazy. <laughs> no. um, I I don't think I've yet to be in a relationship with a girl that is super healthy. I pick, I don't know if I pick girls that are crazier than I me. I pick bitches that are just wild. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I pick I people that make me look like a Tame. nun in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's... Because that's, like, the best sex, but then you're like, yeah. this is not going to work for a relationship. And, but I'll go crazy. I'll be like, let's do it. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Um, but I don't know. Girls are so much more, like, loving and, like, just, yeah. like— I don't. You like trust a girl almost like more than a guy automatically too. Just and I don't. I really don't know. It's just fun sometimes. It's like really fun, but yeah. It's just um, crazy. What are we already talked about your goals for 2020? When are you releasing this book? Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm really like. Mm. You're a really cool person to talk about it with because it really is like basically every time I like felt anything. And was, like, either, like, running away from it, trying to numb it, struggling with drugs, struggling with just throughout, like, you know, the marriage, everything. I just would write down how I was feeling in my notes app, like, on the date, on the time, like, whatever. And it is, like, I was doing it for a while. It was just a complete escape from reality. Like, just, like, that was the only—I couldn't tell anyone that I felt these things. You know what I mean? There was no one that I could be, like, this is how I feel right now. And so—but after there was, like, 200 of them, I was, like— this would be a really cool thing to put out into the world one day because yeah. it is my most authentic. Like, I thought no one would ever read it, you know? So it's good for me because it's like when something like a failed marriage happens, you know what I mean? Like, I, for me, I'm always like, I just want to make, like, art out of my mistakes. I just want to, like, if I made these mistakes, this happened, like, I just want to be able to help people in the future and, like, mm. make something dope out of it. So to put out my art and, like, my heart and, like, my true 
Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, like, earlier this year, maybe, like... I had a nervous May, breakdown. June. My book came out in November, and I had a fucking nervous breakdown really? right before. Really? I totally understand, because yeah. you're like, oh, my God, I have I'm to send you a copy. Someone. I fucking left it, and then I wanted Peyton to drive all the way back home to get one, and I oh was like, no, you're God. not driving, because I live out in Westlake. I'm like, oh, I'm not... fuck, fuck, fuck. I, would, I will <laughs> like, read I'm it, though. I would love a copy. Back. I will send you a copy. <laughs> Did you write it? Did you just write about everything? Just like a tell-all? Um, I, yeah, I mean, so I I think that I felt this, con- so I was a, a major part of kind of like the trashification of our culture. Yeah, I what, like, I was, I like understand that. I don't mean that I'm like, yeah, but I mean like I was no. t- talking about that and thinking yeah. about that. Like, like that I, was really when like crazy reality crazy TV. reality TV was happening and I was kind of like the beginning of like Spirit the breakdown that. of our you know, all of our thoughts about like the way that media could be, yeah. you know, and it wasn't even intentional. You 100%, know what I mean? Yeah, like and you, sometimes exactly. I wish it happened today. Like I don't wish it happened today, but like sometimes I wish that it did. And then I could fast forward because I get frustrated. Like, you know, like if I had the YouTube or the show now or all this stuff, and then I could say what I have to say today about like mental health and where I'm at and all these things. Yeah. And so the book is kind of, but I don't have like the platform for that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, now is, because like fake. I don't have all the following from having all the show and all this stuff. So it's like my message is really important. And what I love about the book is it's kind of like half memoir, half like blueprint of like how to get out of your shit. Wow. That's awesome. And I think it's that important. Really awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And that's like something that's just not talked about enough, like at all. And for you to also like get sober, but also be like, I want to help other people get sober. Yeah. Like for you not to even like, get sober. I just want, pe- like I just want people yeah. to just have the best, live their best life. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be carrying around all of your trauma, all of your pain. Like you can actually be free of yeah. all of that. Which is, I did literally probably took me in, like in the last six months to really, like, realize that. Like, I yeah. I want there to be a day where I'm completely free of all the fucked up shit I went through. Like You can do it. Yeah. You'll do it. You're I great. believe in you. You're going to do That's it. Awesome. Um, She's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Your life story is it's one of a kind. Aww, it is so one of a kind. Thank you. So lots of um, you're the baddest bitch around. <laughs> and I would agree. <laughs> I don't. She's I'm pretty like, amazing. Fuck here um, <laughs> and then how do you have the energy? to like do as much as you do and I think we've covered this like the burnout is fucking real dude I, I know I'm literally sitting having like I don't I don't have the energy to fucking do it like I'm just doing it right now and that yeah. sucks I want and I like I desperately want to get back to the place where I have the energy I used to have mm-hmm. like and I don't know what it's gonna take to like get me there but I know I need to get there well I think when like I said when your brain is like operating all the time at maximum levels like you're just not you're taxing like your adrenal system yeah, and you're not getting then enough rest and like time in nature and your circadian rhythm goes off and as we get older too it's like harder I think when we're 18 we can just like fucking go 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 yeah. but as you start to hit like you're more like mm-hmm. mid 20s mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like not sustainable anymore at all at yeah. all and no one understands just expect you to keep going to keep going I know what I guess 
yeah, what is your advice for the burnout? Like, what? how do you think people avoid that? How do you think people stay in the limelight and avoid that? I think it's boundaries. Yeah. So everyone thinks boundaries are like to control other people's behavior, but boundaries for me are um, to protect myself. So I have certain things like I don't go on my phone. I'm also kind of an insomniac and I've I've really tried so to like work on that. Um, it's really hard. I've been since I was a kid. So I. I think I was just so afraid to go in to sleep in my house because there was always something. Dude, same. Yeah. That's literally where my insomnia comes from. I could never sleep in my house because I was like, you people are fucking crazy. So operating on four and a half, five hours of sleep every night was doable until I had kids. Yeah. And I was like, this is not fucking doable anymore. So the things that I do to like stop my burnout is, um, and I know that not everybody can do this. The biggest thing that everybody can start doing right now is meditate. You learn to meditate. And I know that that it's hard to do that, especially when, so when, back to the brain stuff, and I'm sorry, but. No, I love psychology more than anything. It's probably why I'm so interested in it. So, yeah. So when you're going, 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 you're just operating. You're not even accessing your prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for slowing down. It's kind of like the adult in the room. You're not able to think things through. You're not able to be really rational. Yeah, you're operating (laughs) in a state of constant chaos because you're living in your limbic brain, like in the back of your head. That's our, our, what the part of brain that develops when we're babies and and your amygdala which is like your fight or flight response yeah and so and that works for a while but when we meditate we're able to slow that all down and start to operate (coughs) out of the prefrontal cortex again so meditation is amazing so the boundaries that i set is no one's allowed to contact me i will not respond after 10 30 p.m i know my whole life would fall, the would fuck fall apart. apart. So maybe those hours don't work for <laughs> yeah. you. But maybe but it's 5 a.m. until 8 a.m. Yeah. Maybe it's 5 a.m. until 9 a.m. Like yeah. maybe Definitely you can give yourself <laughs> four and a half hours in the day where nobody needs anything How do you from fight you. your insomnia? I'm sorry. <laughs> so there's a couple of things that I do. I um, And my husband's going to go, you don't always do this, but I do. Turning off the TV... I like have my bedtime ritual now. So I have tea. I take my cured nutrition. There's a free plug. Um, (laughs) Zen, like CBD blend. I like, so no screens for a couple hours before bed. And I try to read before I go to sleep. And it really, it takes a while. Like for months, I was like, this isn't working. I'm doing all the things and it's not working. And then eventually you felt like But then eventually it started working. Damn. Yeah. My insomnia is really, really bad. And it's like. Have you ever tried medication? Sleeping medication is really bad for me because I'll just sleep for like three days. Like it just like knocks me out. Knocks you out. Yeah, probably because I'm so exhausted. One hundred percent. Well, maybe. Yeah, I was about to say maybe you need to sleep for three days. I really, I'm doing that. (laughs) I'm doing that. Three days days off. It's over. It's over. (laughs) Yeah. So if you can take some time off and create some space in your life, and then another thing I do, and I know this is super fucking bougie, but there's a Four Seasons right down the street from my house, and probably close to like once a week, you'll find me in there. Or like spa moment, like relaxing. And it's just phones in the locker. I give myself three hours. I have lunch by the pool. No one bothers me because there's all other celebrities there. So no one talks to each other. You know, not that anyone's bothering me, but like, (laughs) you know what what I mean? Like, Like, it's just like creating a little bit of that space. I know I need to do that. I'm very addicted to my phone. I'm very like in my world at all times. And then that's the other thing I set timers 
on my phone. So like I'm alerted after I've been on my phone for more than three hours on social media. Oh, I wish. I know. Yeah. I guess it's just like my world is so Instagram gratification based that I always want to be like very on top. Well, of and in your brain, that's dopamine. So you're actually getting hits of dopamine every single time that yeah. you get a comment or a ding or a 100%. like or whatever Which is it is. Basing that in that is so scary too. Yeah. I always am trying to, you know, like. You're going to learn. You're you know, consciously learn. remind myself that like self-worth and all that kind of happiness isn't yeah. based in that kind of stuff. But like you said, it's literally dopamine. It's a very hard thing to like fight. It is. It's an addiction. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. is. And so it's about, you know, these like daily practices and rituals and being able to slow down enough to create just a little bit of space in your life in yeah. these crazy moments. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So um, someone says, what's your biggest regret? That's so hard for me. I, I like to... I like to be like, I don't have any, have any regrets, really, you know, but there's a, there's a million things that I look back and I like, obviously I'm like, fuck that. Like I do regret it in yeah. a way, but at the same time, like, like you've said, like all, I feel like all of the things that have gone on in my life really like shaped me to be who I am today. And I yeah. think that so much of the growth I've had wouldn't have happened without those things. So yeah, I, I feel like people like, don't really understand that. It's not that I don't feel bad about the things that I've done. It's just that they were like learning opportunities for exactly. me. Exactly. And had I not learned do. them, then I wouldn't have gotten the lesson. And like that's my parents, do, yeah. our parents didn't yeah. fucking teach us this 100%, stuff. 100%. Exactly. Like I, I, so many of the like lessons I've learned have come from the worst things that have happened in mm-hmm. my life. And it's like, I I have this platform and I eventually want to fully be able to say that I'm using it to help people and change their lives and make them laugh and distract them from the darkness of their day for like 10 minutes or whatever it is. But like I couldn't get to a person that's able to do that if it wasn't for yeah. so much fucked up shit, you yeah. know, so. Absolutely. Um, okay, one last one because <laughs> we're getting close to 225. Yes, while well, she loves me. She's um, nice, if you could tell your like 17, 18 year old self anything, what would it be? Wow. Um, God, I'd tell that little bitch so much shit. Um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, first and foremost, just being like, love the people around you with everything you have because you never know when they're going to be gone. Mm. Like, and you never know what's going to, like, happen. I think you obviously only learn the the fragility of life by, like, you know, traumatic bad shit happening, losing people you love. So I think that that is something I always would want to remind my younger self and be authentically you. Don't hold a convention. Like, I just don't. <laughs> don't I don't know how convention. I'm like, just don't get married. Like, no, I don't know. A lot of shit. Or maybe nothing. How did the convention, just to go back, like, yeah. how did that actually happen? Um, I mean, to condense it, it's a really long story, but I mean, to condense it. Was it just like poor management and like too much excitement around it? And then it just kind of got like grew out yeah, of control. Like the guy kind of doing it. Kind of, I was very, like, I was just doing, like, the creative and, like, you know, trying to be hands-on. But how hands-on are you to planning a convention if you don't know if how? If you've never you know? done it before. And, like, he'd done some in the past that I attended and really liked. But I think that all of us, to be fair, just, like, it was too much on our plate. It wasn't enough time. It was very—I was doing it in spite of this con- this other really big YouTube convention. I was kind of, like, rebelling against it. And I mm. think that— doing anything driven in the wrong intentions and emotion, like, you know, being so angry at this other convention for being Mm -hmm. so wrong and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it just wasn't right. Like, just so much went wrong. It was not, it was not cute (laughs) at all. And I'm not a convention planner ever again. So, yeah. Well, don't give up. (laughs) 
On that, baby. But TanaCon will never happen yes. again. No, you heard it here <laughs> She'll first, She'll attend folks. certain conventions, yes. but they won't be her own. Yeah, no. For no. sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> I and, love ending on that note. And, thank uh, you. And I just really appreciate you reaching Yo. out to me. Like, you didn't have to do this for me. No, I'm And stoked. I fucking appreciate it. I, I think I did this for me. I, I, <laughs> I love conversations with people that intrigue me mm. in any way. So to be able to, like, have a conversation with you here and on my YouTube channel. I'm so excited. Yeah. To, you know, it's awesome. And yeah. like, you, like what you were doing is so awesome. Thank you. So it's, it's very, the trajectory of your life just to see it is very cool. And this is a cool podcast. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, I will say, uh, where can everyone find you? But you all fucking know. Oh my God. Not even. <laughs> I don't even know. Do you want to find me? <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. Aww. Um, you guys, all of her Instagram handles, tags, all of that stuff will be in the show notes. Icon. Um, Icon of promoting me. Thank you. (laughs) And until next week. Yeah. This week's affirmation is, I am fucking worth it. And so it is. If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a favor, head over to the podcast app and make sure to subscribe to us, rate us and leave a review. We have new episodes every Monday and you can follow along with us on Instagram at Recovering From Reality or visit our website at recoveringfromreality.com. 